Welcome to the Wisdom Club podcast, where we talk to inspirational business leaders in our community that inspire us to lead a life full of wisdom and build a business as worthy of our wildest dreams. I'm your host, Leo Chen. I'm a tech entrepreneur, real estate advisor, and investor located right here in sunny coastal Orange County, California. And the goal of this podcast is to expand your mind and share what's possible. Hi, Stacy. How are you? Hi, Leo. Great. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for taking the time. I'm super excited to have you on. Um, I don't know. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while and uh, um, I think we finally made it happen. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We've known each other. What? So you came into our my world, what, a year ago? Yeah, time? a little over a year, August, yeah. I would say, a little last over a year. year. I, yeah. I feel like it's been like many, many, many years. It's true, isn't it? We've done so much in that time. Yeah, so uh, to start us off, I'd love for you to do your introduction because it's a it's an unforgettable introduction <laughs> and I would not do it justice to it myself, so I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take it. Absolutely. I'm Sensational Stacy Corrigan, the Rocket from Winsocket, super proud badass broker and founder of Peace of Mind Property Management and Real Estate Inc. And we sell real estate right here in Blackstone Valley, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Connecticut. And I'm so excited to be a part of your Wisdom Podcast, Leo, and I'm eager to share. Yeah. And you know, uh, all of my guests that come on, we all have a specific reason for having you on because you have such a wealth of uh, knowledge, but also um, comes with that knowledge is the wisdom that uh, we all we all love to have more of. Uh, we can never have enough, and so um, you certainly have uh, lived a lived a, a, a great life. And uh, we would want to get into some of that stuff, um, but uh, I just uh, I appreciate you, and I appreciate you know all the things that you brought into my world as well as um, our close knit. Um, national networks world of, uh, of tremendous agents. Mm. And so I'm super happy to be here. Likewise. So um, I know you and I initially, I think one of my most memorable things is that we bonded over the love of dogs because, you know, as everybody knows, uh, Lucy is with me all the time and everybody gets to see him. And when we get to get together, um, you have always been uh, super nice and been uh, offering a space for Lucy while we do all our business stuff. And also, um, we also uh, have a love of building, you know, an amazing business that serves our community as well as the live the life that we want. So I love for people to get to know you better. Mm. So tell me, uh, tell tell everybody out there and as well as myself, um, tell, tell us about your story. Like, you know, who are you? Where you come from? Um, how sure. did we get here? And, um, you know, we love these personal stories because it makes up who you are. Absolutely. So I was born in Buffalo, New York, and lived in the same town that Gronk grew up in <laughs> from the Patriots. Uh, I moved to the Florida Keys when I was 20 with a boyfriend, and then I sent him on a bus back to Buffalo and I stayed down there. I finished my degree in Miami, and then I moved to the Boston area. And then from Boston, I couldn't afford a house when it was time to buy a house. So I bought in Rhode Island. That's how I ended up in Rhode Island. I'm right on the Massachusetts line. I could walk to Massachusetts. And I absolutely love New England. It's very similar to where I grew up because Boston has all these awesome little communities, as does Rhode Island. And uh, so you feel like you have this hometown feel, but you are very close to a big city. And my first 
job in Boston when I moved there was on the train going downtown and I worked for a contractor who also owned 63 rental units. Now that was in Roxbury, Mass, which was the ghetto. And it, uh, my friend used to run the DEA at the time, and it was the second worst drug area in the country. And he says, what the hell are you thinking? But my boss was very entrenched in his community. He wanted to help people. And so we were helping low-income families with housing. And I learned from him. So I have an accounting background, but I saw his property manager keeping track of rent on post-it notes. And I'm like, there's no way she knows who's paid, who hasn't. I said, you need to fire her and put me in the job. And so he did. And I built a database for him to track the rents. And then um, I realized that one building of 10 units hadn't paid rent in a year. So we evicted the whole building and I turned around his income by about $10,000 a month in that first year. So of course he was my biggest fan. <laughs> and then he gave me the bug for investing because I saw what he was making. So my first property that I purchased was a three family that I lived in and it only cost me $200 a month to live there because I had the rents offsetting the rest of the bills. So that was awesome. And then um, I met Mario a little while later and then we grew our investment portfolio from there. And one of my favorite stories is when we purchased our office building, it's just a two family house, but it's on a commercial street. And so we reclassified it to mixed use, but we paid $47,000 for the property. And I tease saying that Mario paid more for his work truck than we did for this building. And then we improved it. And so now we're probably into it for like 130,000, but it's worth almost 400,000 now. So you know, if you can take advantage of buying something, fixing it up, improving it and uh, get the appreciation. They say most rental properties are not about a monthly income play, but they're about appreciation. And I learned that mostly, I think, on the cash flow game by Bob Kiyosaki. So I, we would sometimes buy a property in the game that had a net loss every month. And there were many times like in the downturn that we we had a building that was 50% occupied only, and we were losing money. Um, one example, we had a four family building. It was heat included. It had only one oil heating system. And we lost four grand a year for two years, but we sold it after the two year mark and we made a hundred thousand on the appreciation. So that one was just really well-timed. And um, most of the rest of the things we like to hold though, and so right now we're focused on paying off our mortgages so that we have that income in retirement. So we'll probably have about 100 to 150,000 in income from the rents as our retirement income. So we could pretty much stop doing the rest of the awesome. work if we wanted to. Awesome. Well, there's a lot there to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> I want to go I want to go back just a little bit. Um, so had prior prior to that in, uh, prior to that uh, apartment building that you initially got um, introduced and involved in, what did you have any real estate experience before that? It, did you know you want to do real estate? Did you know anything about it? Did anybody tell you about? It? Did you have friends or family that did any of that stuff? Nope. So um, I did have a thirty year background in uh, sales and leadership with Mary Kay Cosmetics. So. 
I started my Mary Kay business uh, when I was 20 or 21, and I'm still selling Mary Kay, believe it or not. Um, but I rose to the ranks of senior sales director. I earned two free cars. I got a Mary Kay diamond ring on today uh, that I earned. And so that gave me the sales background. And I believe that once you learn how to sell, you can do anything. And uh, the working for my old boss with the investment background, I said, I'm going to do start a property management company one day. And I went and did a business plan for it, but I never actually started it. And then I met Mario and he had two six family buildings. So as soon as we got together, we had 15 units combined and then we purchased more. We own about 30 now. Um, so that was the time that it made sense to start the company because we needed to manage our own properties. So why not do it for others and get paid since I already had the experience. And then once I um, got did the property management company because I was doing it for others and not just one sole person like I had done before I had to have a broker's license to do that so I went to school got my broker's license and when I bought my first house the realtor was pretty new he said you'd be good at, at, in real estate because I had the sales background and so that was mentioned but at the time I was committed to Mary Kay but when I met Mario I was getting a little tired of that business I really found that I liked real estate a whole lot better and so I chose to uh, step down from my leadership position with Mary Kay. And then, cause I didn't feel I could serve either business well, unless I focused on one. Um, so that's when I started my property management company. And then after about five years of managing, I realized I would have to get huge to make any real money doing management. So I said, let me sell a few of my clients' houses. I really enjoyed it. I said, I liked the dollars too. They were much better. And uh, that's when I switched the focus of the company to sales, real estate sales, instead of management. I'm much happier. And I also have built a team now. So we've got 10 agents now and I love uh, teaching them basically how to fish and sell real estate. Well, there is a lot of people out there, a ton of people out there who are interested in doing something in real estate mm -hmm. want to sell they, they see like oh you know how do i buy my own home how do i help other people buy homes like i really like this thing real estate is it's because it doesn't fit into the box of a job mm -hmm. right and so yep. what was it for you that i mean certainly you had you know a property management background what was it that drew you to like do the real estate sales part what was it that you really loved about that so a couple of things. First of all, I love being my own boss. Um, I have entrepreneurial background in my family. My dad had a restaurant. Um, my mom was in hospitality, um, sales and catering for a hotel. Um, so not really real estate related, but definitely, um, you know, leadership and, uh, you know, in charge of your own schedule. That's what I really like. So um, as far as real estate itself goes, I love putting together a deal. I love the challenge of it. I love when there's a problem and I've got to fix it. I kind of like being the hero, you know, and uh, I, it feels very satisfying to me to be helping people, especially on the agent side too. I mean, the clients definitely, uh, my clients are total raving fans. They become like friends. We go out to dinners, you know, we do parties together and I love building that community. Um, so I think it's it's partly give back. So my why is to help people 
um, design the life that they want to live in a relaxed, inspired, and intentional way. So I teach that to my clients. I teach it to my team and to my employees. Yeah, uh, I I think it's very interesting. Um, so if uh, I meet people who are um, really terrific salespeople, and they either have come from um, uh, Mary Kay of some sort, if you're a woman, mm-hmm. or or sometimes they may have some experience at um, doing uh, network marketing like Amway or something. Yep. Or they're in Cutco. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? Cutco right? is really good. And I didn't know, um, I honestly, for me growing up, I never knew any of that stuff. We were more nerdy, science-based, not really as much sales-based. Mm. Um, but I I wish when I was younger that I had more sales experience to build off of. But as I got older, we realized how you know, important that is. And so I always admire, you know, when you can, you can tell right away, someone is, is just a natural salesperson because not, not because they want to sell you stuff, because it's just because they're, they're enthusiastic about uh, what they're doing. They're enthusiastic Mm -hmm. about teaching. They're enthusiastic about, you know, uh, providing either a product or service to somebody. They're just very outgoing in that way. And it, it allows people to um, you know, purchase stuff that's betters their lives, right? That's the way I, I kind of look at it. And I've always thought my whole life, like, well, if somebody wants something, they'll go and seek it out. Like, well, I don't need to tell them about it. <laughs> you know? So, um, so I wish I had a different, you know, type of experience, but of course we're all here now and we all just want to, you know, make, make the world a better place. So, so thank you for that, for your, uh, for your long experience of teaching <laughs> people, helping people, getting them what they want, whether, you know, it's a you know, rental of some sort, or it's a, it's a sale or an investment. And I know you are very big on investment, mm. you know, and have and sounds like you have been both you and your significant other, uh, Mario. And mm-hmm. that's really nice to have a partner that understands and does the investments, you know, with you as well, because it can be kind of lonely as an entrepreneur. So, so, um, so congrats, you know, on all of that and on all of life and stuff like that. So, um, I know that, uh, you know, for those that, those people that don't know you, um, you are from um, Winsocket. So can you tell us about like the area there? Um, if there's people out there that's watching, that's maybe from near there or from there, um, of course, they will know. But most most uh, most people that are watching, you know, Facebook is worldwide. So you could mm-hmm, literally have exactly. anybody watching from anywhere. Tell us about tell us about the, the area and the neighborhood and the city that you live in. Certainly. So most times when I say I'm from Rhode Island, everybody thinks Long Island. So, oh, you're right by New York, right? And we are a little bit by New York, but we're four hours from New York City. We're about an hour south of Boston and 20 minutes north of Providence and an hour away from Newport. So a lot of people know Newport. The whole state from top to bottom is only an hour's drive. So uh, Newport to Woonsocket, you've covered the whole state because we're right at the very north end of the state. And most people don't realize that our biggest thing here, claim to fame, is we are the headquarters for CVS Pharmacy. So the all the employees for CVS, besides in the stores, are here. And that's probably one of our biggest um, real estate uh, features, too, because we house so many CVS employees. So we have a lot of home buyers, but also renters for uh, the, on the rental side, I do a ton of rentals to uh, the IT staff for CVS. You wouldn't realize how many IT people there are there. It's mind blowing. And pretty much everybody, you know, knows somebody who works at CVS. 
here. So that's our biggest thing, but we are also hugely a Boston bedroom community because everybody's outpriced in the Massachusetts market. So the commute, we're only a 15 minute drive to the commuter rail that could take you into Boston. So it's a very easy ride. Um, you could drive there, but the commuter rail is easier. And then we also are close to Worcester and then Providence. So we get a lot of people commuting in all directions. And I'm also licensed in Massachusetts and Connecticut because we're right there next to Connecticut. It's only 20 minutes away. And we have a huge amount of people that go either way from Connecticut to Rhode Island or vice versa, Rhode Island into Connecticut. So parts of Connecticut are um, higher costs like Mass, but then there's other car parts that are similar costs to Rhode Island. So you got a lot of options here. Um, we have many more miles of coastline, even though we're the smallest state than uh, any other state. So because we've got so many islands and little intricacies and inlets and what have you, um, we're building a cottage that's going to be Airbnb for five years, right on, uh, Mario says 600 feet from the water, but I think it's even closer. Um, we're three houses from the water. So <laughs> I think it's 300 feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's right at the end of the boat ramp. And we bought that with our self-directed retirement account. So we're running it as a business until we retire and can disperse it to ourselves. And that's pretty much what a lot of people in Rhode Island love about it is the proximity to the water in, you know, 30 minutes, you can be on a beach from mm -hmm. home. So what's the, what's the population like since it's on a, it's an island. Um, so how, how populated is it? Um, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> We're going to have to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and um, so uh, obviously, you know, being around the water, I love being around the water. Mm. And, um, so what what type of people would be interested in living in a place? Like, is there a retirement community? Is there a, I mean, um, kind of like that type of stuff? And by the way, I didn't know that CVS was from there. That's very, I know, right? Fun fact. <laughs> Yeah, we get we have a lot of people who come here for a second home market. So Newport, Narragansett, a lot of people from New York or Boston or Florida. Even we have a ton of snowbirds. So people live half the year here, half the year in Florida. Um, so we have reciprocity for licensing with Florida as well. Um, I don't know if we have New York. That would be kind of cool if we did, but I don't think we do. And so, uh, yeah, a lot of people come here for the summers so they can boat and fish and just enjoy the cottage mm -hmm. um, that they buy or, you know, that they share a rent. So huge rental market here. Uh, one of our other friends from our mastermind, James, came and rented a huge house on Jamestown, which was absolutely gorgeous. That was like his... Yeah bucket list trip for his mom <laughs> of course he did right he, he yeah do that james uh, town <laughs> yeah 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 exactly and he's from Woonsocket too i don't know i did not know that I yeah he grew up that. here and we have the stadium theater which my friend runs and people will drive from new york to come see shows here like that's how good the shows are wow great yeah um yeah you guys are on the other at the other coast from mm. us in California here. And so I'm always super interested what it's like over there. It seems like such a different world from us. And you've been down here several times for, for our um, get togethers and masterminds. And um, so, uh, so uh, you got to see what it's like over here, but I didn't get a chance to see what's like over there. Hey, 
As soon as the cottage is done, you have an open invitation because I want to make sure I have a place to put you. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, you know, Lucy will super love it. Oh, too. God. Yeah. Oh, my God. She'll run on the beach. Yeah. It'll be fantastic. We'll throw yeah. balls for her out into the water. Yeah, I recently um, I'm, I'm house sitting for my aunt and she lives about 20 minutes north of here from me and she has a swimming pool. And oh, so I don't great. usually take her to the swimming pool because we have HOAs that have public swimming pools right, you know, right. or like community swimming pools. And so I don't take her there because it's not allowed. Yeah. You know, but now she went to that swimming pool and she just keeps jumping in. She just gets crazy. Yay, you know, I she love it. Just go right to the gate where you go into the, um, to the uh-huh. pool. And, and I, I posted Lucy. some of the videos on there. Um, so those of you who want to scroll my, my feed a little bit, you'll see it. Um, so, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so our so, house, our house is walking distance to the beach for the the mm-hmm. Airbnb one that we're doing. And um, yeah, we used when we had the other cottage in Narragansett, we used to take the dogs every morning, walk them on the beach. And the one, my one dog, Roscoe, who was my love, who passed now, but um, we tied their leashes together. He would drag Riley into the water. Riley didn't want to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I see people walking here with two dogs and they have two separate leashes. Have you seen one of those like leashes, like a Y? Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Like I, if I had a second dog, I would do that all the time. I would. Yeah, for sure. All the time. I don't know why they don't, because they, they kind of just hold each other. So we don't have to be pulling you know, two different exactly. you know, ways. Exactly. So, weird that we don't see enough of that. I should sell that or something. Yep. Yep. There you go. I like so it. um, we love, you know, all of us, we love real estate. And so um, knowing your neighborhood over there and knowing you're investment minded and um, have uh, many, many doors that you cover either you yourself or your team, and then your own investments that you own. Um, it's quite a breadth of of business and work that you have there. So I always, um, I'm always amazed at how you kind of hold everything together. So, <laughs> um, you know, uh, would you kind of tell us a little bit more about, you know, um, a real estate investment, um, spe- spe- specifically, sorry, specifically the self-directed retirement accounts and how you can utilize that for real estate investment. Um, we have a lot of people in our audience and people that I talk to every day. They, they're trying to figure out how to buy their first deal. So how should people go about that? Well, their first deal versus self-directed might be two different things. Um, the first is the hardest. Uh, I like buying one uh, more traditionally for the first, more turnkey, think it's less risk. So um, you can do a two to a four. We have multifamilies. So um, where you are, you might not have as many multifamilies. You might need to buy a single family or a condo as an investment. And then you just rent it out and hope that your calculations work out that you cover your costs. So I remember I said that sometimes you'll be losing money every month, but you get the appreciation play. But obviously you want to uh, make sure that you're having some sort of income a little bit, even if you're not taking that income, but setting it aside for capital improvements. Uh, you always want to be on the plus side of the income if you can, but it doesn't mean you have to make a mint right away. All right. So I'm coaching one of my former tenants to purchase right now. He wants to purchase a four family, but he might end up in a three family and he has down payment savings. I believe in leverage, but you don't want to be too leveraged. So usually for your first purchase, um, you only need five to 10% down, but if you can do 20, then you can avoid PMI. So that way you can get into the property and not have an extra cost right away, which the PMI would be. Um, so that is just if you're a first timer. Uh, now the self-directed, 
it may be a little complicated for a first timer. Uh, what people don't realize is that you can set this up and invest in real estate in your retirement account. So you can have an IRA product or a 401k product. And so if you have existing IRAs, you can roll them into the newly created self-directed IRA. And then you don't have to be in the stock market solely like all the other retirement vehicles are. So, so many people are nervous because right now the stocks are down. And if you're of retirement age, like my mom is, she sees her account dwindling, but I remind her that it's not a loss until you sell. So, but a lot of people like to be diversified and real estate historically almost always produces appreciation. There was only one time in the past hundred years that we didn't see appreciation and that was the downturn, but it was really just a 10 year cycle before it came back and continued to appreciate more. So because we love real estate, we know that it's gonna return for us. So why wouldn't we want to have our retirement invested there and the key thing about self-directed is if you set up Roth vehicles, your all your gain is free. So for example, we did a flip that was a taxable event. We took the profit from that flip and used it to set up the self-directed. So I want to say we had 30 or 40,000. And because we have a business, Mario owns his business where he's one of only two employees and his assistant is part-time we were able to set up a 401k for the business, which allowed us to maximize our annual contribution. So because we co-own the business together, we each can contribute. And so, and we're also over 50, so we can contribute a little more than normal. So the normal limit, it just got raised. So I'm gonna probably be telling you last year's numbers, 19,500 annually, and then the makeup number of 6,500. So we can totally contribute 26,000 each year through the 401k. Now, because it's his business, he can match. So you know about employer matches. Usually you hear about three, 4%, but he can match up to 25% of each of our incomes. So even though we can only individually contribute 26,000, we can then, let's say, if his income was 200, which it's not, but let's just say that was a number because I'm trying to show an example here, he could contribute from the company match an additional 50,000. So he could have a total contribution of 76,000 if his business could support that. So that's huge dollars to funnel into your retirement that could be beyond a SEP or simple plan with contribution limits. So even with the 401k limit, like most people are not matching to that level because they've got more employees than that. So they want to limit what the matches, but that is a way if you're late in life contributing to your retirement plan that you can um, kind of bank extra cash faster. So we're at a level of trying to contribute about 86,000 is where we're at right now. Um, and the benefit for us to do the 401k instead of the IRA is that because the 401k is a plan and it's like a, its own separate entity, we are allowed to leverage and use non-recourse loans to fund the purchases. So as long as Mario and Stacy aren't personally responsible for the loan, just the entity is, then we can only we can put in just let's say the down payment or the money to re fix the property up 
uh, and we can borrow the rest, which most people don't realize that they think with the self-directed, you have to have 100% of the cash available to purchase the property. And with the IRA, that would be true. You still can use the uh, a non-recourse loan. It's just that now that portion becomes taxable. So if your goal is to save taxes, which is probably the biggest um, deterrent to growing wealth, right? Then why wouldn't you wanna save as much tax as possible? So we did set up one that had an IRA portion in it. It was a little bit complicated. And I spent, let's say $2,500 for the accountant to calculate the tax. And my tax was like $160. It was so silly. So we got rid of the complicated one structure. We each did our own. And now we're with just the, we have an IRA one on its own and a 401k one on its own. So now we're leveraging through the 401k and the IRA, we're just using for stocks and crypto. And then the uh, 401k is for real estate. Yeah. So at the end of the day here, right. Um, and depending on the state that you're in, um, how much tax you're going to pay a percentage um, 25%, some states like California, you know, we have state taxes and stuff like that, that could be upwards 35, 40%. So if you can, if you imagine that you can, um, contribute something to like a 401k and be able to sit, uh, save on taxes, 20, 25, 30, 40% in taxes. So for every, imagine that you're, a, you're able to save, for every dollar that you make, you would have normally had to pay 30% tax, such as say, you're saving 30% of your money. And we cannot, we, when, when you either invest in your business, you invest in your stocks, you invest in whatever you invest in, if you have more than 10% return, you are in heaven. Okay, and here you are when you structure these, uh, uh, these, these type of things uh, like 401k and IRAs to properly to save on your taxes, you could save way more than 10%. And that's the whole, that's the whole thing, right? Why would you try to make money and struggle on making 10, 15% when you can contribute to something like this and it's your money that can still grow at the same time um, be uh, be able to save a big percentage of your taxes, and that's uh, that's that's the uh, you, you can talk about it as an investment if you want, almost because Absolutely. you know we talk about it in, in the amount that you that will go into your pocket, mm -hmm. right? And so uh, so definitely talk to your CPA or accountant and stuff like that to structure these type of things because obviously Stacy figured out there is a way for both him. Uh, for for you individually and Mario individually to be able to contribute as much as possible uh, tax free. Absolutely. Right? When you guys retire, you have a big chunk of money and that type of stuff. So I always tell, I, I'm glad you brought this up because I always tell um, a lot of my clients and um, home buyers and stuff like that, like, well, you know, you're waiting because you think you got to save in, save up another 50 grand, 100 grand to buy your next home, buy your next investment, buy a second, whatever it is that you want to do. Okay. But did you know that instead of saving, you can just borrow against your own money out of your retirement account, right? Exactly. And, and, and be charged very little for it, as opposed mm -hmm. to if you went and borrowed it from a credit card, you know, which charged 25, 30%. 29% they like to use um, <laughs> or a bank or something like that, where they're going to charge you um, compounded interest. Right. And so, um, so people, what people don't know is that, Hey, if I have money over here, we can borrow that. 
And um, you asked me, you know, recently about, you know, investments, the great investments that I've been involved in. And um, I have two stories. I'll make them, I'll make them quick, but they're very, very inspiring. Um, I have a professional, a, a friend who wanted to call me and say, hey, I wanted to buy an investment property in Hawaii. I love Hawaii. Um, my my family go there at least two, three times a year, and we just love it there. And I would go as much as I can. But I'm thinking like the, as, as much time as I spend there, I should buy a place there so that we can have a place to stay. And it could be also an investment and would also appreciate. Mm -hmm. And so um, I helped them find a place, uh, have an agent uh, down there on the ground helping me. And she found the place. And the uh, market price at that time, this is about a year ago, market price at that time for that home was probably in the nine, seven, uh, in the probably actually more like a million, about a, about a little over a million. And he was able to negotiate and, and purchase that place for about 940, I think. Okay. Right. The great thing about it is, and you'll appreciate this because it is a duplex. So it has an upper unit and a lower unit, but it's on a single family lot. Okay. Okay. And now those of us in California, like that's unheard of. Like, you know, mm -hmm. we, we don't get single family lots. We get condo lots or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, or duplexes, triplexes and stuff like that. So it's on a single lot and it had a view of all of Kona on the big oh, island. So and nice. This gorgeous view. And it had a patio out front pointing toward the ocean and it, it's one of those it's not wraparound but that whole entire side is the patio and nice. it has an upper patio and a lower patio the upper unit and the lower unit are, are identical nice right and they're both like uh, uh two bedrooms mm -hmm. and uh, because that was used as a duplex before it had had its own bathrooms and a kitchen upstairs and downstairs mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. has its own entrance and everything because we're the separate units and so um he he thought, okay, well, I can use one of the units and I rent the other unit out, and it it would it would pick up a big chunk of the mortgage that he would have, okay, and um, if if not, almost pay for it. Yep. And so um, so he decided to do that. Then he thought, you know what? I'm going to I need I'm going to do some renovations, kind of bring it up to date a little bit, make it nicer. Maybe I can get more rent. Um, and at the same time, he thought, well, that second unit upstairs that I would use. I actually could split that into two units because they had one bedroom, one side, one bedroom on the other side. Okay. So he could split that unit, add a new bathroom in there. And now he would have three units. Mm -hmm. And then we did some numbers. Uh, the units would um, rent for somewhere around anywhere around 2,200 to 2,500 each for That's two awesome. bedrooms. So Fantastic. all you had to do was, was just split the unit and you could have a whole nother, you know, income source and with more than it would cash flow, No problem. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, so that's one. And then the other one is my friend. Uh, we we're just closing escrow here in a couple of weeks. She wanted to buy a, a, a vacation home for herself also um, in, in Hawaii on Oahu. So we looked around and I told her that like, hey, you have all this equity in your home here in California. You should see if you can take some money out of that equity to go and buy another home because then you'll be able to either rent it out and use it sometimes for yourself. And same story, she was going to uh, Hawaii two, three times a year, loves it and know exactly the area that she would want and stuff like that. So after about three months of searching by herself, 
-hmm. she didn't tell me because I visited her. I saw her three months ago and she said, she said, Hey, Leo, since I, since I saw you, you told me that I could pull money out and buy in second place. I've been thinking about it every single day since. <laughs> and so, and, and because of that, she's been, uh, she's also been um, uh, searching online, like what area, how much prices are going for. And finally she called me, she was basically ready to go. Yeah. So we got her set up. We found her a place. We're in escrow. And same thing. She uh, she bought. Uh, you would appreciate this because she bought a place that needs some work. Mm -hmm. Okay, for a discount. Um, this place, this two bedroom condo. Um, same thing like what you were saying. It's probably five hundred feet from the water. Mm. Okay, and um, it would probably go for something like a seven seven thirty or seven forty, and she got it for six sixty. That's awesome. Yeah, so immediate she's gonna, equity. Yeah, and then and she once can, she improves it, yeah, she can put, uh, she can put maybe 10, 15 grand into it, get some new flooring, you know, fix up some things, and she's ready to go. Love it. So, so those two are like super, um, so inspiring because they're all taking a leap, you know, to purchase these properties, and um, by now they're not upside down, um, and we know that in a year or so they're going to be cash flowing like no problem. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. And who'd have thought that there'd still be deals in Hawaii, right? And didn't they, um, they must have changed long ago, um, but it wasn't that long ago. Uh, you had to be native Hawaiian to uh, be able to purchase land and purchase property there. I no, uh, but the, but because it's not their primary home, Okay, they will have some tax implications. Okay. Um, but uh, my first, uh, my first friend that bought in on the Big Island, he went as far as um, uh, he he's actually a CPA, so he uh, he's getting his CPA license in the state of Hawaii, and oh, he already got his Hawaii driver's license, so that <laughs> anything anytime he goes, he can get the local Hawaiian discounts. Oh, good. That's awesome because yeah. I'm sure that helps a, a lot. Yeah. No, that's like 10% or something like that mm -hmm. or, or more. And you can go to like anywhere, like restaurants, you know, stores or anything. I always get discounts. Nice. Nice. I wish we have that like in every town in the, in right? the state. Right? Right? That should, that should be a regular thing if you live here. Exactly. Show, you know, that you I'm should a local. get a discount. I know. It's, it's like duty free type of thing. There we go. <laughs> So, um, so those are two stories um, I love for people to invest. I just see that they benefit so much and it really changes people's lives to have you know, additional assets. Um, and, you know, people don't understand, but really there's only three vehicles to invest is number one, you invest in the business. So you can be a hands-on in your own business, or you can have, you know, somebody completely manage it for you and try to get a return, which is super hard because, you know, businesses are just hard in general. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number two is you invest in stocks, you know, uh, stocks or funds and, you know, things like that. And then number three is real estate. Yep. Okay. To me, I feel real estate is, and you, you can tell me what you think too, real estate is probably the most stable, mm -hmm. you know, and the one that, uh, that really, um, really can be as turnkey as possible exactly you know, so um, it has a lot of flexibility yeah because warren buffett said that um he would advise the average person uh including his wife to just do you know uh you know the top 500 fund mm -hmm. s p 500 dow 100 whatever mm -hmm. um and just 
dollar cost average into it and just let it ride, you know, because there's nothing better than time for appreciation for stocks and or real estate, but real estate tends to have a little less volatility. Um, We're seeing a little bit now, but it's really not tragic. We'll get through it. But the stock market is taking a huge beating. Yeah, it is. <laughs> in the it last is. Eight, yeah, eight, 10 months or so. Exactly. And, and I, if you're at retirement age and you're having to take your distributions right now, it's now you're actually realizing those losses and you don't have the time to wait for them to recover, which is yeah. tough. Yeah. And it's it's uh, unfortunately hurting a lot of people. It's actually hurting real estate a little bit because a lot of people are taking the gains from real from the stocks to go buy real estate. Right. So, um, so hopefully that can turn around, which it always does. So um, yes. be ready. And um, if there's anybody out there who are, you know, investors right now, they want to buy their place, you know, on the East Coast or here on the West Coast, uh, feel free to reach out to us. But, um, you know, I was just thinking, if people uh, cash out their stocks to go buy real estate, right now is actually a great time to mm. cash out your real estate to buy stocks because it's low. Right, right. Right. It's kind of counterintuitive. Everybody says, everybody hears it. It's so cliche, right? Buy low, sell high, buy low, sell high. Well, it's low. What are you waiting for? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. And real estate prices have come down a little bit, but it's gone up 45% and then come down 5, 10%. Like still yeah. great time to sell. Absolutely. Still is. And we're still in a strong seller's market because we have low inventory. You know, it just, we're still not at a normalized market, even though it feels a little bit more normal. Yeah. I think it's still moving around. It's still, uh, there's still um, events and issues and stuff around the world. Uh, Problems with um, finance problems in uh, the UK is causing some volatility and people shifting around which has yep. been good for us for the dollar but not necessarily good for world economy and things like that so yeah it was nice on my trip to ireland it was about yeah. equal yeah <laughs> well we would love to just uh, continue to stay in touch with you stacy and i would Absolutely. love to have you back at some point give us an update um uh how can everybody uh you know reach out to you what's the best way to reach out to you if they wanted to kind of get a hold of you Yep. So um, my website is www.pmpmre.com. And then Facebook handles the same, just at PMPMRE. And uh, you can find all your info there. Okay. And uh, on Facebook, Twitter, it's uh, The Rocket from Winsocket. That's right. right. Instagram. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Great point. (laughs) Okay. As always, as a tradition, we always have a quote to end on an amazing note. And so uh, Stacey, you have a quote to share with us. I do. So um, one of my favorite things is um, the purpose of our lives is to be happy by the Dalai Lama. And I think so many times we forget that and just focus on being happy and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, why why is that? Why why do we take our eyes off happiness? <laughs> right? It's well, so we weird. Think, yeah, it is. I, I deal with that with my mom because you know she's uh hard on herself. And I'm like, hey, you're 80 years old. She just moved in with us. You know, just just chill. You don't need to fidget. You don't need to do anything to prove yourself to anybody. Just relax and be happy. So we're working on that with her. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you are a source of happiness and uh, just like my dog, Lucy, and yeah. always love talking with you and always love interacting with you. And um, thank you for being on. Likewise. Thank you so much, Leo. Appreciate you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.
If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure that you subscribe to receive notifications of all new episodes, and please give us a positive review. And if you want to hang out with us live, check out our YouTube channel where you can continue the conversations with me and our guests.